acre, at least not yet. If I'm running the Cleveland Browns, uh, I'm keeping Baker until uh, Deshaun Watson arrives. As a matter of fact, I'm starting the season with Baker. Uh, and if Baker goes 4-2, um, 5-1, and two, five and one, assuming it's a six-game suspension, um, hey, that's going to be good for Baker. Because at that point in time, uh, uh, we got to know what's going on in, in Carolina. Uh, with with Sam Darnold. We're going to know what's going on up in Seattle. We're going to know what's going on in Houston with the young kid Mills. Uh, and I think we're going to know what's going on in Atlanta uh, with Marcus Mariota. Uh, uh, Baker may have more value uh, after six games. Uh, you have plenty of time to trade Baker if you have to. And there's teams that may decide they're not happy with what they got and they may go for Baker. No doubt about it. Baker could be undefeated. Uh, when Deshaun Watson arrives, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback. Wow. Amazing stuff from OJ there. I thought for a moment he was going to go through all 32 teams. <laughs> and we'll know what's well, we going know. in Dallas. Well, Baker, he could be the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many how many margaritas deep was uh, juice on that clip? I have no idea. I'm sure he played a round of golf in the morning with a couple of buddies at the most expensive country club in L.A. somehow, and then those guys bought him drinks all afternoon. It's shocking to me. Shocking. That he's still out and about and not a care in the world. No. Nope. It's crazy, no, right? Whatsoever. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> God. He dressed up as o- he dressed up as Patrick Mahomes a couple Halloweens ago for people that haven't heard that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, that's crazy. Um yeah, hey, I could not disagree more with uh, pretty much everything that he said. Oh, that's good. Uh, You're not a serial killer then. Right. Well, hey, with Baker, you know, here's the thing. If Cleveland's not going to cut you, you got to show up. You don't have to play well. I mean, you don't have to uh, you don't have to put forth your best effort, but you got to be there. You got to be accounted for. Yeah, just show up. And, man. you know, they may try and put the pressure on him and make him be the one that doesn't show up, but go in there and make it awkward. Yeah. Right? Go in there and be yourself, just like Baker always is. You know, he's outgoing, he's engaging with everyone, teammates, uh, coaches, everyone up there in the, in the offices. He'll be Baker. And,. That would uh, that would make things really awkward, and they'd have to cut him and get him out of there, or else they'd be like, "Hey, man, God, Baker's such a good guy. We should just keep him around. Eighteen million bucks can't do it." I think the uh, first training camp practice, he has to pull a Torrance Marshall in nineteen ninety nine. Show up, and I, well, I'm the starting Mike. Just go out there in the yeah, huddle. I, I'm the starting Mike Backer, and Rocky Kalmus is like, "No, this is isn't that right." Like Torrance is like, yeah, "No, this is my right. spot." Rocky was like, "No, no, no." No, this is my spot. Torrance was like, no, you don't understand. This is my spot. That's what <laughs> Baker needs to do with Deshaun Watson. First training camp practice. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, 
so weird. They're going to cut him, or they're finally going to wait long enough and have to pick up enough of the salary to make a trade actually uh, worth doing for someone else. You know, pick up $12 million of it or something like that or $10 million of it, and it'll become palatable for someone else. But as it currently sits... No one's going to make a move knowing that Cleveland's totally on the hook for $18 bucks. That's you, not going to happen. Why would you? Yeah. Text line says, well, drunk OJ makes more sense than sober cow turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing at the end of the day. I know Cleveland is trying to think that, well, you know, as time goes on, people are really going to feel – pressured to make a move and make something happen to get their quarterback in place but here's the thing like if you've waited this long to bring in a quarterback and you're going to bring in baker mayfield and this is not a shot of baker mayfield but you're not winning anything next year right no isn't that kind of the state of where you're at no matter what team it is yeah whether it's seattle or carolina or houston i mean you're not winning anything so it doesn't matter when you bring him in Hey, I didn't it's know. It's not like you're going to bring him in week six and make a run and go to the Super Bowl. That's not happening. I didn't know that this was a thing, but I'm so glad that it is. Travis Davidson just told me that I guess when Brittany Mahomes, you know, has her antics, that uh, yeah. people respond to it with this. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you, Internet. Ah, that's great. Keep it up. Do not that stop. That is Amazing. Now they did they just get married uh, over the off season? I don't think I that feel like I saw that. I don't think that they're officially married yet. I could be totally wrong on that, but I feel like it would have been thrown ever every over everywhere uh, in my face. I think they had uh, I think they had an official ceremony or something. Uh I could be wrong on that, but did she have to do a selfie remember- video of herself screaming ah! like right before the ceremony started? Like she does at Chiefs games? Every every picture of them two together is him sitting like stone-faced and her mouth wide open right in his personal space Gosh, man. doing something to him. And, and it never fails. And it goes all the way back to like their high school prom picture. <laughs> yeah, it's the same exact yes, thing. Yes, it does. Uh, she's got Great. she's got something on that dude. All right, uh, a lot of people- Which that does remind me. I hate it. Did you see the because of the draft, everyone was passing around that picture of Russell Wilson with his girlfriend whenever he was getting drafted. Well, ah, so wrong. That ended up being his wife, and they got divorced. Then he upgraded to Sierra. Nice job yeah. by Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess right. Mahomes did get married. So nice call. God bless him. Yeah, I saw that, and I saw like the there was a I think a picture of like the wedding party standing there, and everyone's kind of standing there, and she's like screaming something it looked like <laughs> like always it was great did they have to it's interrupt great. the ceremony so jackson could do a tiktok video in front of everyone hold on hold on I before you say i do uh, this is my jam i gotta do a tiktok video hold on oh uh, that's funny i saw i did see something yesterday i think of all right he's got something new coming out or something i guess i don't know i didn't I passed over the article, I'll say that, but I saw something that he's he's going to be back in the uh, back in, in everyone's conversation again, I'm guessing. Yep. Hey, a uh, lot, lot of people asking about the uh, 
Gary Bohannon, Jeff Levy, you know, situation. If Levy went after Bohannon, he should design some schemes similar to the Belldozer package and let Bohannon run over defenders. The more that I think about this, I mean, I would prefer just to have the starting quarterback in there. I think everyone would prefer just a traditional run game, whether it be short yardage, goal line, middle of the field, whatever. But with the questions that do exist today on this offensive line, I don't think it's a terrible idea to pitch him on on that idea if the yeah. line doesn't develop like we think it might. Yeah, I, I, I think there's some truth to that. And I wouldn't classify Bohannon as a great running quarterback. He's adequate, but he wasn't great, was he? Am I, am I, I mean, he looked great missing something? running the ball against OU last year. I know he had one yeah, touchdown. I, guess, I feel like he had maybe had two. He had 76 attempts for 323, nine touchdowns. That's That's pretty significant. So, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, I don't yeah, – okay, maybe. I mean, I, I don't think he's a guy that at the 20, he's going to break off an 80-yard run Kyler Murray style, but he's a big dude. And if you wanted to do something belldozer you know, type of thing, he'd be an ideal guy to do it with. I, I think that he's – I think he's a good running quarterback, but I think he's more suited for, you know, tight situations instead of taking one of the house from 50 yards out. That's where I think he's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um – and, you know, I, I think in the past we've had some we've had some shortcomings there on on some of the the short yardage and goal line stuff. Maybe we haven't had the big physical back always. I know it sometimes we have, but uh, and we don't right now. But I do feel like Javante Barnes could turn into that guy. But until he does. Like that may be a a decent little short yardage option there. Um, how big is he? He's yeah, big kid, six three, two hundred twenty five pounds. Yep. So yeah, now yeah, you may be right. Smashmouth Sooner says, "Why are we talking about getting a backup quarterback when we already have Ralph Rucker?" Uh, well, I don't know a whole lot about Ralph Rucker, but the the main reason we're talking about a backup quarterback is because the head football coach said that exactly. they're going to explore looking for a backup quarterback. So it tells me that whatever they've seen is they're not they're not in a place where they're comfortable. I mean, that's that's the only only thing I can I can say to that. When the head coach is talking about looking for a backup quarterback, tells me they feel like they need work in that spot specifically yeah um interesting that the tone of the text line has changed on Bohannon uh last week when I brought him up everyone was out with pitchforks telling me how bad he is but now today everyone's like yeah I'd like to use him in a short yardage situation I will be very very happy if he ends up being OU's uh, backup quarterback next year dare I say best situation possible after exiting the spring if he's your backup right yeah no, that would yeah, it, that would be that would be fantastic. But again, uh, and and if he's a real option, he has to be involved in some shape or form, right? There's no way he comes to OU 
to just be a backup and not do anything and be a, and not be a part of it, right? Or am I am I miscalculating? No, I, no, on that? no. I, I don't think you're miscalculating it. I think another added factor too is let's use. I, I don't think it's a great example, but let's use Kansas State last year as an example. When they had Skylar Thompson out on the field, they thought, dude, we can go toe to toe with anyone, and they did. But the minute Will Howard was in the game, we've talked about this several times. Like the overall confidence of that football team fell dramatically, you know, just on the side right. of him being the starter. I think with Bohannon, he walks in and he's instantly respected just because of how many games that he's won at Baylor, right? And if he were to right. go into the game, I don't think the confidence level would necessarily fall off on a, you know, fall off a cliff. Um, you wouldn't be as good, and I think everyone would recognize that offensively, but there would still be the thought of, all right, well, this guy has a unique skill set. He's won a lot of games before. Uh, we still got some confidence that we can pull this game out. I think that's really, really critical when you're talking about a backup quarterback having to play versus a true freshman that's a total wild card going into things. Right, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by that, like, even if it wasn't a short yardage and goal line package, even if it was just a, like I, I think if you went, it's it's hard enough to stop quarterback run, right? Just because the numbers game, they've got you, they've always got you outnumbered. But you add tempo to that, as fast as Levy runs his offense, and all of a sudden a quarterback run in the football becomes. Um, incredibly incredibly dangerous yeah which uh they have done that before uh do you remember the 2012 OU Texas game it was the very first drive and they had like a third and short fourth and short maybe they ran the belldozer they got the first down and then they went hurry up and went belldozer again and they may have gotten close to scoring a touchdown right that yeah. was I, I don't know if you remember that it was like 10 years ago but they've done something like that before and it was pretty successful well and, and the thing with with Bohannon is is he's a good enough quarterback to where he's not just a it's not a wildcat you're not putting a big running back in there and snapping him the football it's a quarterback so yeah, yeah. You, if if you spend a, a big portion of the year just going short yardage and goal line or going run game with him and then all of a sudden, defense is starting, you know, putting some bigger personnel out there to stop it. Well, guess what you do? You start spreading them out and letting him throw the ball against that bigger personnel. So, yeah, it definitely would give you some options. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Yo Pablo up in OKC. we got great drink deals going on for Cinco de Mayo. And it's not just today. All weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, $3 Coronas, Modelos, Dos Equis, Pacifico, uh, good feel, uh, food uh, deals as well, and the food here is outstanding. Come up here and check us out at Yo Pablo. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on the Cinco de Mayo. Keep the text coming, 
3439, Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma, and they can help take the ease off of your staff but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Cavens does it all, 24-7 emergency repairs, remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and a whole lot more. Give them a call, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612, or CavensConstruction.com. Would you like to hear Todd Bates' six Fs that lead to winning? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. F number one, fuel. Food we put in and work we put in. Nutrition and preparation, dirty work in the dark. Yeah, I like it. Fuel. Fire. Focused, intensity, relentless efforts. Clock in, lock in. That's right. Whenever you show up, Tyler, let's get it on. Fight! Take a punch and punch back. Respond. Hey, it's not always going to go your way. What do you do whenever uh, all of a sudden you've got to hit plan B, Tyler? Finish! Championship strain, uncommon effort. Break the tape with your face. Wow, that's intense. Break the tape with yep. your face. You, that's where you got to start. If you don't start with 100% all-out effort, then what are we even talking about? Focus. Follow on course until successful. Concentration leads to domination. Yeah. Don't just be there, Tyler. Don't just show up. You got to be about it. Whenever you're there getting work in, get the work in. Fewest. Formula, estimating wins, eliminating spare time. Make every second count. Accurate, precise execution. Maximizing the moment by minimizing distraction. Oh, that's a lot in that one. Hang on. Yeah, go back. you got to start that one over. Formula, estimating wins, eliminating spare time. Make every second count. Accurate, precise execution. Maximizing the moment by minimizing distraction. Yeah, that is a lot. And it goes back to, I think, um, uh, what was it, eliminating spare time? It's like whenever you heard Ethan Downs talking about Coach Venables, whenever you're on your spare time, is it spare time? Is it rest time? Or is that a time to separate yourself from your opponent and from everyone else? There you go. Uh, My six Fs that lead to winning, friggin' tackle. Friggin' cover, friggin' catch, friggin' no jet sweeps, friggin' don't flirt with other jobs during the season, and friggin' don't get out coach. That's my six, or maybe that was seven. Right. I lost count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what mine are, but I could probably eliminate it down to uh, just maybe three Fs. And doesn't uh, Lebby have the three F's of offense, fast, physical, fearless? Yeah. I, I'm almost those con- the three F's? I'm almost convinced that to be uh, an assistant on the staff, you have to have something like this, and you have to have them hanging up in your office. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, I think so. You've got to have something. You've got to have signage, Tyler. Yes. One of the key things is signage. You got to have uh, a couple of slogans around. You got to be able to hang them up in the facility. I feel like and it you looks like pound a second, them into everyone's head. A grade school classroom. 
Remember how like they had the yeah. picture of the moon? It's like dream sure. big. You got the calendar up there, days of the week, months of the year. Sure. Do you think there's uh, the players have like little Velcro uh, laminated pieces that they have to go up there and put onto the onto the wall? Oh yeah. What what's the old uh, what's the saying that we all had postered in our third grade classroom? Shoot for the moon. Even if you'll miss, you'll land amongst the stars. That's in every assistant's office. Is that, yeah. is that how that quote goes? I think I. Yeah, I think is that a song? I don't. Probably. Who knows? By the way. No, you're right. It's not a song. It's a. Um, it's a cheers that Johnny Depp has in the movie Blow. <laughs> Uh, That's where that came uh, from. We could really get into a uh, wormhole uh, bringing up Johnny Depp. but uh, I think that's what him and Ray Liotta, his dad in the movie, cheers and say every time they take a drink together. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad that they used the quote from Johnny Depp to put in the classrooms everywhere. It it sounds like you're (laughs) in a... From the movie Blow. It sounds like you're in a rager right now. Are you getting some background music? I mean, yeah. it's fine. It's starting it's, to fill up here. It's not a big deal. I can just tell that it's getting um, it's getting pretty active over there at Yo Pablo. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I'm set up in the DJ booth, and someone just brought in some DJ equipment. Uh-oh. So I don't know if I'm getting kicked out or what, but yeah, we're starting to we're starting to get a crowd here, Tyler. It's a good crowd. Yeah, no, it is. There's hey, gonna be plenty going on here. My favorite thing on the ESPN Plus deal that was revealed today was and he he's the one that created it and the coaching staff is using it but the eyeball emojis moved out west but Joe C used the lock emoji again like just when the yeah. eyeball emoji left and it's kind of like well dang that was OU's emoji like you directly affiliated that eyeball logo, logo with OU Joe C just says yeah we'll just do the lock one instead that was a pretty big time move by the old AD Lock it in. Awesome. Josie's never idle. He's always working on stuff. I know they're working on the the SEC stuff constantly. I'm sure those negotiations are never ending. Uh, yeah. Behind the scenes. There right? is, what do they say? It's like a duck, calm on the surface, but paddling like crazy underneath? Yeah, there's a report out. Um, Blaine sent me a message earlier. I haven't had the time to, to listen to it, but I guess – Trammell was on um, Feinbaum's show yesterday, and he was saying that multiple schools, allegedly, I, this is what Blaine told me, that uh, Trammell went on Feinbaum yesterday and said that multiple schools are trying to talk OU into staying in the Big 12. Texas is leaving for sure, but sounds like OSU is one of them. I have not heard that. I, I did not know that, if true. Well... I mean, it would make sense. Of course they're trying to talk him into staying. Why would they talk him into staying? Oh, I don't know, because they're the biggest revenue producer, them in Texas, in the Big 12. Yeah. No one else brings anything to the table. No large fan base, no viewership, don't sell out their stadiums. Of course they're trying to convince OU to stay. Yeah. I, They'd be dumb not to. I just didn't uh, I just. I don't know. I guess it surprised me that this late in the process they still were. I wonder what their sale to, to OU is right now to stay in the conference. Hey, we know you'd be losing millions upon millions of dollars every single year, but 
we're all crappy and you would win this conference every single year. How about that, OU, huh? Hey, you know a good way to convince OU to stay is uh, put your new president on television to talk a bunch of crap about OU Hmm. uh, right after that thing was not announced by OU but was uh, leaked by Texas A&M. Right? I mean, that's that's not a good way to start off negotiations. No. How do you once you do something like that? How do you how do you get yourself back into any type of conversation where you feel like you may have any type of sway? There that's got to be difficult. There's right? one way and one way only. I think all the schools in the Big Twelve came to OU and said, "All right, I said some things, you said some things, <laughs> but if you stay in the Big Twelve, we will revamp your press box, which is the worst in the conference." To which Joe C said, "Nah, we're good. We like having that, pre- uh, that uh, press box. We like, we like that. It's nice of you guys to want to revamp the place where you're going to stay, but no, no, we're good with that. We like it how it is. Now, I could see Joe C saying, "Hmm, yeah, maybe we would stay if we take a uh, a, a double cut of of the action whatever whatever the payout is we get double and everyone else gets the rest maybe you're in a position to negotiate here yeah we get 80 percent of the payout yeah. and uh the rest of you 11 uh will just divide it up amongst the, the remaining 20 you would definitely be able to dictate terms for sure but here's the thing I think ultimately it's better for OU to go to the SEC. Yep, yep, yep. And they'll, and they'll go I, to I the SEC. I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tougher competition. We all know that, but I think that's going to raise the level of play at Oklahoma, get a bump in recruiting. I think I think that would be the best move for them. And payout wise, obviously going to be much bigger. I don't know, I don't know what the final numbers are going to be, but going to be way higher than what they get right now for sure so all right quick time out more from the rush coming up hanging out yo pablo we got the cinco de mayo special specials going on right now three dollar coronas three dollar medellos three dollar dos equis and three dollar pacificos not just today good all the way through the weekend at all the yo pablo restaurants come and see us It is The Rush, live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. First of all, quick shout-out to our friends at Rooftech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, runs the business over there. They do great work. And uh, I know there's a lot of storm damage going on out there. If you have roof issues, give the guys at Rooftech a call. Um, A couple of the commissioners, Tyler went to Washington, D.C. to meet with Congress looking for help in this new NIL situation that the NCAA has created. Now, I don't know if they got any answers. I don't know uh, what they're looking for uh, Congress to do. 
in my opinion, the last thing you want yeah. is Congress yeah. dealing with anything that has to do with NIL. Um, but um, the one quote that I got out of it that I at least liked was from Klyavkov, Pac-12 commissioner. Either the NCAA is going to get its act together in enforcing this, or I'm going to be pushing for a smaller group to figure out how to create and enforce the NIL rules that we all agree on related to inducement and pay-for-play. The amount of NIL payment should be commensurate with the work done as a backstop to make sure we're not using it related to inducement and pay-for-play. So I don't know what happens with this, but I you got a couple of – Conference commissioners Sankey and Klyavkov going to Congress to at least talk about what maybe they think should be done, and we'll see what happens. But I don't know. We're starting to see movement. You know, if if there's anything that's come from some of these big, ridiculous deals is that I think the right people have gotten upset about it, right? And we're starting to see perhaps some movement going on in trying to rein some things in. We'll see what happens. Um, next thing, Tyler, I don't know how you feel about this, but the trailer is out for the House of the Dragon, the prequel for um, uh, Game of Thrones. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as pumped up as I thought it would be. There's been so much time since the last episode of Game of Thrones, and I struggled with this on Ozark in the new season that was released after two years. You know, there's a certain time period, at least for me, that I need a new season to be to kind of keep the momentum going and get interested in it. Like, I'll watch it, and I'm sure it's going to be awesome, but there's been so much time since the last season that it's, I don't know, it's going to take a bit, I guess, for me to get really super jacked up about that. Get locked back in. Yeah. Yeah. Probably right. I still need to go back and finish Game of Thrones. Uh, You never will. So maybe this is maybe this is the little push I need to get that going again. Um, boy, Tom Brady knows how to stir the pot, doesn't he? Says uh, the uh, the tuck rule, the game against the Raiders. Maybe it was a fumble after all. How about that? Just playing with people's emotions. He is. I, I actually love it. Um, I want to dislike the guy for no other reason than he's been successful in the NFL, but he's like the master of social media, and he's the master of social media without tweeting 35 times per day. He tweets maybe right. a handful of times a week, but every time it's just it's dead on, man. It's it's awesome. I love that. He's he's definitely a bang for your buck guy whenever it comes to social media, no doubt. Okay, now the last one. I I don't necessarily know. Okay, have you been following the Johnny Depp Amber Heard? We all have, and it's situation it's grossed us all out. But unfortunately, yes. So here's what's gone on. It's been her turn to take the stand and tell her side of the story. And I don't know, because I'm not watching it. I don't know how true this is, but there's all these tweets coming out that it's saying that she's using like lines from movies and stuff as like her statement from the witness stand. Have you seen these pictures? Yes. 
Yeah. It's, is that real? I, I, I'm sure, man. T- Teddy, after we, what we heard happen in the bed, um, I'm, I'm going to guess that anything and everything <laughs> is real at this point. Nothing will surprise you. Oh, man. That that whole situation is that's crazy. That's all I've got. All right. Um, didn't necessarily love Kendrick Burke, uh, Perkins as a basketball player, but as an analyst on TV, got to say, I love his honesty. And he's been even uh, more honest about his uh, translation to, to TV. No more weed or booze for Kendrick Perkins, he said in a recent story. Huh. He takes this uh, TV job very seriously. Um, I'm going to prepare myself. There's no shortcuts. No matter what I got to do, I'm going to work through it. I wake up every morning at 4.30, even if I'm not on television, watching other people around networks as well, trying to be a student of the game from other areas, and said, yes, his party days are over, no weed, no more alcohol since he's on TV now. How about that? Now, is that just on work days? What, 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 is this a, he did not specify. Is this a no weed, no booze, like that's a flat, 100% done. Hey, all I got to say is good for him. I think he does a good job. Yeah, he does. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says, but I don't need to. I just want someone to be opinionated and have some conviction with whatever it is that they're saying, and he definitely does that. Texas running back Bijan Robinson just signed a new NIL deal, and he just signed a new NIL deal with Lamborghini Austin. So... Looks like Texas star running back is going to be driving a Lambo. Oh, man. Okay. First off, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Second off, this is going to be a disaster for Texas. (laughs) All right. Man. In that five and seven year and you get a Lambo the next offseason. It really is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I know all those people around Austin that can afford a Lamborghini are going to say, you know, I was really on the fence between Ferrari and Lamborghini. And since Bijan Robinson has one, you know, the 19-year-old running back at Texas, I think I'm going to go ahead and get a Lamborghini too. Right? Yeah. That's how that works. Are Lamborghinis good? You just sit in traffic all day long? Because that's uh, what his Lambo is going to look like. Hey, um, let me get to two more real quick. First off, Jerry Jones was in a minor car crash. Sounded like he had to go to the hospital for that. Um, really what I want to do here is ruin the rest of your day with the visual. Um, why don't you visualize Jerry Jones in a hospital gown just to ruin the rest of your day? <laughs> what does that look like to you? <laughs> Uh, I should I should I keep the glory hole joke in my pocket? Yes, or? Yeah, we should keep it somewhere. I don't yeah, care if okay. it's in your pocket or where it's at. But yes, <laughs> uh, last one I have is, and I feel like we've known this for a while, but it's there's a new story on it. Ohio State is paying its players or its athletes, I should say, for classroom performance. They have a six million dollar plan. Basically, they're going to do everything in their power at Ohio State to make all their kids academically eligible to receive this, which would be just under $6,000 a year per player. So, again, not NIL, but another reason to just funnel cash to the kids in your uh, in your university and uh, use that as a recruiting pitch. Yeah. 
I think there's several people that are doing that now. I feel like I've heard that from several different schools. Um, and does does OU have something like that too? I feel text like text line OU is saying that they like do. That as yeah, well. text line saying yes. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. I think that's I think that's become uh, commonplace. Things have things have really changed. Really, really changed. Some of them, I think, are some of it is definitely for the better. Some of it, maybe not as much. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two, hear from Yo Pablo. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Cinco de Mayo Thursday. Emergency repairs, if you were hit hard from the storm, you need some help, Cavens can help you out with that. Give them a call right now, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612, or check them out, cavensconstruction.com. Um, not everyone appreciated the visual of Jerry Jones in a hospital gown. Someone says, uh, Jerry Jones in a hospital gown? He looks like the old dude in the hangover during the hospital scene. Which was Felix, by the way. <laughs> I know you Felix. remember Felix. Thank, thank uh. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And Alan's just great. staring the entire time. Uh, it's one of the best scenes of the whole movie. Oh, that's great. Felix. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, text line. That's great. We are a little more than two hours away from first pitch at Marita Hines Field. Bedlam softball, top eight matchup. Um, I don't know what game time temperature is going to be out there tonight. Uh, maybe a little bit chilly. But do we just think that OU's just going to roll through three easy wins and that's going to be it, Big 12 champs again? Or is Kenny Gajewski and the Cowgirls going to push the Sooners a little bit this weekend? I I think they're going to push them a little bit. I expect a series sweep, but I do think there's going to be some dramatic moments throughout the series. And, it, Tyler, it would not shock me if Oklahoma State University was able to maybe pull off a win, but oh, I think God. pretty heavily, unbelievable, pretty heavily, I would go 85% chance of a series sweep, maybe higher. Uh, you know, I bet you can't tell me the last time OSU won in Norman in softball. What year? Uh, oh, yeah, I can. It was 2011. Nope. Night OSU has not won in Norman since 1997. Not won the series or not won a game? Not won a game. Not won a game in Norman since 97. Uh, hang on. I've slightly – hang on a second here. I did. I, I had a decimal in the wrong spot oh, or something. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I've okay. moved up my percentage. Yeah. 99% well, chance of a series sweep for uh, University say, of Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> 85% chance of a series sweep. But I wouldn't be surprised if OSU were to win a game. Talk about hedging your bet on a series. Well, Texas hasn't Texas hasn't uh, hadn't beat Oklahoma in a long time either, and they have beat them once this year. Yeah, that was different, though, okay? It was different? different. <laughs> it's still different. Now, um, sounds like OSU is beat up a little bit with Miranda Ellis. She's, she's really good. She's been hitting. 
But um, in the circle, maybe not 100%. Haley Busby's uh, struggling a little bit, one of their better hitters. Um, so all that to say, OSU may not be playing their best softball. I feel like OU is, especially at this point in the year. I'll say a sweep and two run rolls. Final answer. Actually, you know what? I'll say a sweep and three run rolls. Final answer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no big deal. Wow. No big deal. Let me ask you a question. It's on ESPN primetime tonight. Is it better for the sport if you have a like a close game, or do we not care about that, just a blowout? Better for the sport? Um, I mean, I guess it's better for the sport that they if they have some epic game that OU wins in the bottom of the seventh, but I'm sorry, it's not going to be a great night for the sport if that's the case. I think OU's going to roll over Oklahoma State. <laughs> so I, I don't, OU, OU might hurt college softball tonight, I guess. Yeah, I I could just hear it now. Oh, why are we watching this crap? It's thirteen to zero. Yeah. Well, I think I think what you're saying is probably most likely true. It's not going to be a good night for softball. I'm glad that it's on ESPN though. That is that, yeah. that's really cool. And I'm glad the whole series is on. Let me. Uh, yeah, that is awesome. Let me rattle off some stats to you before we hit the break. Um, runs scored this year. OU has scored four hundred and thirty-seven. They've allowed just 37. The pitching staff has a .071 ERA with 380 strikeouts. Opponents are hitting just 139 against OU. OU has has a run rule win in 35 of their 46 games. OU has hit 120 home runs. They are averaging 2.60 home runs per game. Uh, OU has hit back-to-back home runs nine times this year. OU has hit two-plus home runs in one inning 23 times, three home runs in one inning three times, and four in one inning once. Uh, OU has won 108 of their last 113 games. 70 have been by run roll. You get it. They're really good. Uh, New rule suggestion. If you hit four home runs in one inning, this should end the game right there. All right, uh, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Hanging out at Yo Pablo. We got the Seco de Mile specials going on $3 Corona, Modelo, Dosakis, and Pacifico.